Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. Several months ago, when we read Parshat Noah, the story of Noah, I had an episode of the podcast dedicated to the concept of windows, how important it was, according to the rabbis, that Noah built his ark with windows. I talked about the importance of not relying on synagogues or any houses of prayer to be a place to escape from the world and hold on to traditions even as the world changes. That we do have to do that to some extent, but we have to allow ourselves to change along with the world that we see outside. I've been thinking more about windows lately, especially as we prepare many of us to start the process or continue the process, if it started already, of returning to our houses of worship after so many months of being at home and connecting with our religious communities through uh, online uh, platforms like Zoom, etc. And I think there's another piece to this whole idea about windows relating to houses of worship that I'd like to share with you today. It really is a comment on a phrase in the book of Numbers in the Torah portion of Baha'u'llah, which we read this week, but I won't get to that until the end. I want instead to start, as many of our ancient rabbis did when they gave Divrei Torah, with a verse from the Ketuvim, the writings, the third section of the Tanakh, the third section of the Bible, in this case, from the book of Daniel. It says in the book of Daniel, in chapter 6, verse 11, that Daniel went into his house in whose upper chamber he had had windows made facing Jerusalem. And three times a day he knelt down, prayed, and made confession to God. Interesting statement. He went up to pray in his room with windows. That prompted Rabbi Chia Bar Abba to quote something he had learned from his teacher, Rabbi Yochanan. This comes from the Talmud section of Brachot. He says, Al palel adam sham chalonot. You shouldn't pray unless you're in a place that has windows. You need to have windows in your place of prayer. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what that might mean. To the rabbis in the tradition, it meant one of two things, one, I believe, being more important than the other. The less important one was that a window would face Jerusalem as the story in Daniel says, so that we keep Jerusalem in our minds always. I spoke about last week how important it is to keep Jerusalem in our minds, but I don't think having a window facing Jerusalem really is that impactful. And so I prefer the other traditional rabbinic interpretation, which is that looking out a window, especially towards the heavens, the rabbi says, enable you to reflect on God's glory, on the glory of creation, and lead to more kavanah, lead to more meaning, more sincerity in our prayer. I really like that thought very much, but I think that there's something more. The question is, why do we need to have windows in the places that we pray? And speaking in this context, I just want to point out the fact that I'm very much influenced by the fact that the sanctuary of the congregation that I served for 30 years and is still my home congregation, Beth Israel here in Ann Arbor, has wonderful windows. There's a skylight so you can, if you're on the Bema, so you can see the glory of the heavens. There's other windows around that, it, that open up to nice views of trees on the street next to the synagogue, as well as another side window that 
that looks out on bird feeders that congregants have placed there, so you can see nature, <laughs> nature in in its glory um, during services. But I think there's something more to it than just seeing God's glory in the creation. And I am, as I said, influenced by the fact that the, that that Beth Israel has such beautiful windows. In fact, when groups came into the synagogue to learn about Jewish tradition, groups from churches perhaps or schools, I would show them the Torah scrolls, which of course they were enthralled by or blow the shofar for them, which people found fascinating. But I always told people that came into the synagogue that there were two other aspects of the building I wanted them to note. One was the memorial plaques, how important it is that we enwrap ourselves, so to speak, with the names, with the memories of those who came before us. And I would also point out the windows, because as Rabbi Chiyaba Arba quoting uh, Rabbi Yochanan said, it's critical that we have windows in our synagogues, in our places of prayer. And the question is why? And I'd like to offer you two other explanations beyond the ones that the rabbis offered. I think the windows allow people to see in and allow us to see out. Let me talk about the first one first, about people seeing in. I want to relate to you something that has happened one, once or twice, maybe even more than that, in my experience as a rabbi. People walk by the synagogue, Jews, who are somewhat disconnected from Jewish life, and they see what's happening in the synagogue sometimes relating to what's going on in their life or relating to what they see, they're moved to come in. And it has happened on several occasions, as I said, that people have walked into the synagogue and they said, I was just walking outside and I realized there was something here that connect, I connected with or I wanted to connect with. And it really was something very moving to me. But it's also true that people who aren't Jewish, who have no desire necessarily to come into the synagogue, it's important in many ways that they see what's happening in the synagogue as well. And I say that because there are often is mystery connected with congregations of different religious faith. People don't know what's happening inside places of a religion they're not familiar with. And I think it's a beautiful thing when people can see that what's happening inside is not so strange. Now, of course, they might see people in, in the case of Jewish tradition with talit, with prayer shawls and not recognize it, but they see something and they know that we're proud of what we do and what we do is open to anybody who wants to know. Judaism is not a proselytizing religion. We don't are looking for people to, to convert to Judaism. That's not part of who we are, but we certainly don't want to hide either. We want to make sure that people can understand that what we do is open to everyone. And, and I think that's an important point. So it's important that people can see in. But it's also important that we can see out. It's important that we not get trapped so, so deeply into our religious tradition, into the Shabbat service, for example, that we miss what's happening outside. There have been several occasions in my years as a rabbi where something took place on the street right outside the synagogue that we were able to respond to or individuals were able to respond to, maybe by calling 911, maybe by being a physician that was able to go out and help somebody in need. 
it's important that we realize that what we do inside is important only in that it connects with what's happening outside, outside in the community. And so by, by showing the, the, the desire through windows to look out, we're saying we care about what's happening outside. We, we want to respond to it either on an emergency basis, God forbid, or keeping in mind the commitments that we make within the congregation to repair the world, to improve the world outside. So I think that for both of those reasons, both for people looking in and for people inside looking out, it's a very, very important aspect of our tradition, this idea of windows. Now let's get to Parshat Bahalotcha, which we read this week, and a comment on it. Parshat Bahalotcha begins with a call to Aaron and the priest to light the menorah, the candelabra, if you will, within the tabernacle. It's one of the most important aspects of the tabernacle in the desert of the Mishkan. And it became a symbol in many ways for the temple in Jerusalem as well. The question is, why did there need to be lights inside? In fact, the rabbis say, God says, I don't need the light. It's not for me. It's for you. So why did people need the light? Well, the first reason was obvious. You need to see what you're doing inside. But there's something a little bit more than that going on. And in that context, I want to quote a beautiful rabbinic tradition about windows. And it's based upon a verse in the first book of Samuel about the building of the first temple. The book of Samuel mentions the windows had to be made in a particular way, and the rabbis interpreted it in this way. They said the windows in the temple in Jerusalem were built exactly the opposite of the way most people build windows. Now, you have to think about the fact that we're talking about a building with very thick walls. The comment was that most people, when they build a building, will have the windows more narrow on the outside and widen as they come through the width of the wall. Why? So that the light can come in from outside and be dispersed through the room, through the house. But according to the rabbis, the temple was built differently. The, the windows were narrow on the inside and wide on the outside. Why? So that the light from inside would light the world outside. It's a beautiful thought. It's a beautiful idea. That the light that's inside has to have some way of impacting the world outside. So I would offer this hope for everyone for, of all different religious traditions as they begin to return to their places of prayer. I hope they have windows. I hope they have windows which enable them not only to see outside and be seen, but to share the light from within, the light of the hope of peace, the light of the hope of redemption, the light of the hope of, of, of living lives of, of ethical meaning and of, 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 of strength that those attitudes and those attributes can spread out from our places of worship into the world outside and be an influence for good in the world. May we all, as we gather again in our places of worship, have ways to know that what we're doing inside impacts for good the world outside through the windows that we build and the windows we open. Until next time. Thank you.